All right, welcome everybody to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I am one half of the dynamic duo. It's your boy Dwight at 517-2214. Joined again as I am every week, religiously, with the brains of the operation, a young prodigy, young SJ at SJ Basketball 8. SJ, how you feeling on this? And it, it was raining like a motherfucker last night, but it is a beautiful Friday now here in Cedar Hill, Texas. Well, Dallas, suburb of Dallas, for those who don't know. Um, well, it's going okay. Um, it's just, I mean, it's regular here. I don't know how to explain it. It's just the regular. It's like cool, not too sunny, you know, not too cloudy, that type of in-between weather here oh okay ain't bad it's um it was i had to take my kids to my mom's last night um because they started spring break they didn't have school today they don't go back to school until shoot a week from monday so my mom is taking them on a little trip for the first half of the week and then we going somewhere the last half so i had to get them there last night and um yeah man i drove through like a what felt like a hurricane and it was wild and then today it was a beautiful day it wasn't too hot the wind was blowing it was a nice day this texas weather needs to make up his mind and get it right but we move we move we move sj so i made a tweet i don't know monday tuesday about the list and I ain't going to hold you. I think I swaggered, Jack, the idea of the list or even calling it a list from you. Because you was like, any player you hate makes your list. It's your list of players you hate. But I just posted a list of my guys. My guys that, they're just my guys. They're dudes who don't play for the Mavs that I'm on route for pretty much no matter what. You know, I, I want them to do well. I enjoy watching them. I've watched her interviews. I, 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 we don't know none of these people, but I have a general idea of what these dudes are about, and I like them. So what we're going to do on this segment, we're going to give our lists. We're going to argue about, because I know <laughs> I know one person in particular on SJ's list that we kind of had a difference of opinion on, but I, I, I think she talked me back into keeping him on my negative list. But anyway, we'll, we'll start with the positive first. And I'll go first. So by nature, I think I'm not really like a, a, I used to be in my younger days. I used to hate certain players. Like if there's one thing people knew me or knew me for, I hate the Lakers and I hated Kobe Bryant. Like that was the only player I've ever like truly rooted against. And it was mainly because he played for the Lakers. Everyone in my life, my two roommates, Two of my best friends in college are from Detroit. Detroit never even been had never even been to the Western time zone in their life. Keep in mind, this is I was in college when the Pistons have went to like five straight Eastern Conference champions championships. Actually, won a championship by playing the Lakers and beating Kobe Bryant. But they were diehard Kobe Bryant fans, so I just hated that man. I'm sorry, I did. So since he has left the NBA. There hasn't been a proper villain for me. Um, LeBron was there when he went and played with the dude whose name I'm not going to say, 
when he went to Miami and played with him. But I was a Bron stand before he did that. And as soon as he left, buddy, I jumped back on the Bron bandwagon. Now, I kind of kind of got conflicted when LeBron went to the Lakers because it's the Lakers and I hate the Lakers. But LeBron going to the Lakers made Kobe stand so butthurt that I'm not going to lie. I kind of enjoyed it. I did. I'm, 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 I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy seeing him be successful for a year in LA and still being great. But I'm kind of net neutral on LeBron right now, even with the potential threat of him stealing our second best player. So I just, I haven't, I'm not a dude that really hates players anymore. There's some dudes I don't like. There's some dudes I don't like the narrative or conversation around them. But there's not too many, there's no one I hate the way I hated the Lakers with Kobe Bryant. So with that, I'll get into the positive and that just gives you like, I don't, the, when I get to my negative list, I'm not, that's not people, dudes I just hate. I just, I just generally don't like them. Like, I don't care if they win, but I'm not, it's not going to be the end of the world for me if they win. I'm not going to take it personally. So my positive list, uh, this group of players, uh, they're former Mavs. Y'all know who's number one with a bullet. It's Jalen Marquise Brunson. If you know me, you know that's my guy. I'm not even going to go into it. Number two, uh, current Brooklyn Net, Dorian Finney-Smith. Y'all know those my guys. That's probably your guys, SJ. They're my guys. I will mostly be invested in their success as long as they're playing basketball in the NBA. Number three, um, Dennis Smith Jr., same thing. Um, that's my guy. Uh I just, I really, A, I like, I just like Dennis when he was a Mav. I enjoyed the experience. More importantly, someone that followed his career when he left to be almost out the league to kind of reinvent himself as like a dirty work, deep, borderline all defensive team level uh, guard, backup guard, while still, I think he's what, 24, 25. Like to me, that's somebody that just really want to get it out tomorrow and I appreciate. So three former Mavs are the first three dudes on the list. Obviously, they play for the Mavs. They're my guys. Moving on, it's young all-stars that I kind of would – I won't say I was in early on, but I thought they were better than what the narrative were. And I don't even know if this first guy should even be on that list because everybody loved him. But Tyrese Halliburton, I've always liked Tyrese. Ever since he got to the league, I thought he was a good player. Um I didn't have an opinion on him. I guess the Mavs really liked him. I'm not a draft guy, so I didn't have an opinion. I just really like the way he plays the game. I have an appreciation for, I, mean, I ain't going to say he lacks athleticism, but he he's not a physically, he's a skilled player more so than someone that's like getting by on just pure athleticism and, and raw talent. So I appreciate him. Second, uh, I wanted this guy real bad when there was the rumors he was coming to Dallas. I felt like he could, I know it would have been a potential defensive uh, fit issue, but I thought he had the athleticism to move his feet. And it's the Utah Jazz is Laurie marketing. I have I've liked Laurie since he was in Chicago. I thought he took a bad rap in Chicago. Um, I watched him play for Cleveland last year. They had that man playing the three. Every time I turned on the game, he was doing things that people told me he could not do. 
I watched that man go head to head with Jokic with basically the season on the line. They wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have been in the playoff game, wouldn't have been in the play in. And he was going head to head. He was giving that man 30, I think he gave him 35 on one end, and then went and guarded him on the other end. And that just to me, when when that's when I kind of went from okay, I like Laurie Morgan, that's one of my guys. Um, and then the girl, the glow up he's made this year is just again, it's very easy in the NBA. You hear how dudes get put in certain situations and then they just their career fall off, especially like players that have high expectations, those lottery picks, and it don't work out. So to see Buddy continually get better. Lori's one of my guys. I root for him. Um, number three, this is really the only rookie I got on the list. And he's, I won't say he's here by happen, happenstance, but I just happened to be watching the summer league and I watched this dude cook. Um, it was, it's Tari Eason. Again, I don't really follow the draft like that. I just happened to be watching the summer league game and I saw this 6'8 dude locking up in summer league where nobody plays defense. And I'm just, Obviously, we need a player like that on the Mavs, and I just saw this young dude playing like his life was on the line, doing all the dirty work. This is summer league, so I was like, I'm invested in him right now. I'm I'm buying all the Tari Eason stock I can in summer league since we hell this season is damn near over. This is his rookie year. He's been everything I thought he would be. Again, I would commit crimes, I would commit atrocities to get that man to Dallas. He's the perfect perfect Dorian Finney-Smith replacement. They're not going to give him to us. He's probably not on the table. There's some, even though they don't play him as many men as they should, but they on some tank shit, so I get it. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, there are two rookies. Second is Walker Kessler. I'm going to be honest with y'all. Same thing with Walker Kessler. I have no idea. I had no idea who this human being was whatsoever. I actually think I messaged yesterday, like, who is Walker Kessler? Why does everyone hate him? Um, there was, a, I guess, a rumor that the Mavs were going to be targeting him with our pick before we made the Christian Wood trade. And a couple people in Mavs draft Twitter was like, oh, no, we don't want this guy. He's so slow. He's so bad. So I was just like, dog, I, I, I messaged yesterday, like, is he really this bad? Like, why does no one want this dude? I don't. He like led the nation in blocks. We kind of need a big man. So why why does everyone hate him? So these people were so loud and and basically saying this dude was gonna be a bum that I started. I'm like I gotta keep an eye on him because I I need to I need to see how he pans out because everyone's saying he's hot ass and I think it's just because he's a goofy looking white dude and no one wanted to give him a shot. And maybe it's because we had a lot of white dudes on the Mavs, which is weird because the people kind of hating on him more white dudes. But I don't know. It's a weird thing. Maybe we touch on that later. I don't know. But that dude could play. Again, I'd commit crimes and atrocities to get him to the Mavs. Uh, maybe as we get close to the end of the season, maybe when the season is over, we'll talk about bigs we need and resources needed to get the bigs we need. But what they took a they took him at what 23 24 SJ? I don't I don't even remember what pick they took. I think it was 21. Okay. 21. Yeah. He, he was in the 20s. The point I'm trying the boy can play. And like right now and the thing is not only can he play now like there's still he got some little little jumper there there's still some development there. But even if he gets no better than what he is right now, he could play for us. 
Like, dead ass. He could be playing every night. Oh, he's the starting center. Not, it's not just he's playing for us. He's our starting center. Yeah, for the, till basically, shit, 10 years. Um, the, the rest of these dudes are basically wizards. <laughs> wizards and Bobby Portis. Daniel Gafford, KCP, Kyle Kuzma. They're not all wizards anymore, but they were all wizards last year. I like Daniel Gafford. Kind of the same reason why I like Walker Kessler, rim protector, cheap. Got it out the mud, low cost big who just does what he can. He gets dunked on. He don't care. He cut trying to block his shot again. Um, I always like KCP. Again, I feel like a lot of those Laker others from that championship team got underrated because they were the Lakers. Because everyone hates the Lakers, you know, myself included. But I thought those dudes were really good players. And guess what? They got traded and they proved their worth immediately. And they're both proving their worth, both proving their worth in other places. So KCP, um, Bobby, I'm sorry, KCP and Kyle Kuzma, they balling. They bought the, I think KCP got another bag from Denver shooting like damn near 50% from three. Um, Kyle Kuzma balling, probably about to get 25, 30 million a year. I, I just thought those dudes were so much more valuable than what they got credit for. And I thought they were better than their stats. And then finally, you already heard me, um, Bobby Portis, dirty work, big, basically do what it literally will do whatever you ask him to win. Um, I don't, you know, I, I, I wasn't really into fact checking or, I wasn't on Twitter back when he punched old buddy in the face, but it comes out years later, like dude brought the smoke to him and he just, he just gave him the two piece and the biscuit that he asked for his two piece. And his that two piece was just extra spicy. He probably put too much hot sauce on it and it went left, but, but he asked for that two piece and just to see, listen to him explain himself and explain like how he went to Milwaukee like, I heard that man say he called Giannis, him and Giannis, he had no relationship. He's just so he recognized a team he could help and he took pennies. There was other money. His agent, like, didn't want, would, didn't want to give him Giannis's phone number before he called to make the connection. And he just went, I think he, he took like the vet minimum. It was something that was pennies. I don't remember his first deal in Milwaukee. And, he called Giannis and told him he could help him win a championship. And six months later, six and a half months later, they was at a parade. So um, that's my positive list. I like these are all my guys. They're three of them former Mavericks. The rest of them are all dudes who I just like. But I'd be lying. A reason why a part of the reason why I like them is they would all be able to fit on the Mavs. And I think they'd be good. They'd be great here. Um, so SJ, I'll pass the mic to you or you guys. Fair list, fair list. I mean, my list, I mean, I don't have it like out and numbered. I mean, it's just guys that like, I mean, my same top, not top three, but you know, Luca, Brunson, um, Dorian, of course, those guys I'm always going to root for. Um, I mean, guys that I just like watching, I guess, and um, or not just like watching, but always going to root for it, too. I mean, first of all, this one might be a little unconventional, so I'll start with it, but the OKC team, right? <laughs> so not just one person. But I like OKC. I like them a lot, and not just like liking them in terms of being like obsessed with their future or 
anything like that. It's just that I like the way they play. I like what they're doing. They have, I think they have a a clear vision with what they want to do, like clear concepts of what they want to do. And they're trying to execute. I mean, I'm not trying to give them too much because they haven't done anything yet. But, um, you know, I like where it's going. And I just like the way they play. So I like the entire OKC team. Um, thinking about, I mean, OG has just always been one of my guys. Not just someone, just someone I want on the Mavs one, but just someone I really like. Like, I know people have been, you know, kind of down on him, especially when he compared to Bridges. Like, he's, you know, he hasn't, OG has never had an, an offensive explosion like what um, Bridges is going through right now. And people are talking about, oh, the compensation, what Masai wants for OG, blah, blah, blah. So people are kind of down on him right now. But I still believe OG has that, has a gear he can kick into with the right role. Not saying that he's like an all-star player type. I'm not saying that. But I think um, that rap, I think his time on that Raptors team is up. <laughs> I do think it's it's time for him to maybe get like a fresh start and we'll see a different um, OG. But someone else that... It's surprising people don't think that I like because I trash him all the time, but I trash him because I know what he can be and he's just frustrating. It's Middleton. I love Chris Middleton. <laughs> I really, really like Chris Middleton. But during that playoff run, the twenty twenty one run before it broke, I just and the twenty twenty player playoff run, I was trashing Middleton because I was like, Come on, bro. Like I know I knew he could be that second guy and he did that. Um but I love Middleton. He just his game is just nice. He's just a calm player, if that's how I can describe him. Like his game is just really calm. Like he goes out there and he does what he has to do. There's no extra shit. <laughs> like he just does what he has to do. And I, I appreciate players like that. Um when he's not being like I said, when he's not missing everything and looking like the worst player in the world. Um I mean, Braun is someone I'm always going to root for. Braun is my guy. Like, Braun is my goat. Like, all that. So, I everyone should know that. I, I got to I gotta get you and my dad on the pod together. <laughs> it is, dude, I don't know what happened lately, but my dad has ratcheted up the Braun love. He always loved him. But yes, he should. He has taken it to a whole nother level. I get a nightly text with LeBron stats when he plays. It's crazy. Yeah, nah, I love Bron. Um, great guy. But um, yeah, Bron is one of them, of course. And I mean, I really like Giannis too. Giannis is one of my guys. Um, just I just like guys like I said that go on the court and do what they're supposed to Wait. do. Oh my bad, Giannis was on my list too. I deleted him when I switched it. My bad. Oh yeah, Giannis. Um, contrary to what people may think, Jokic is also on my list. Love Jokic. Love watching him play. I like passers a lot, too. Um, I like, re- I really like guys that can pass the ball. So that's why I get, that's why I said the entire OKC team, but Giddy, I really have a, um, liking the Giddy because, um, you know, he passes the ball. <laughs> he passes the ball really well. And I also, if we're talking rookies, Paolo, I've been a, um, I've been on the Paolo train for a long time. It's been, it's been a while. I, I knew he was going to. I didn't know he was going to be this good right out. I did not see, like, what, 20 points per game as a rookie. Um, That's very hard to do. <laughs> that's extreme. I think that's um, that's why not too many rookies do it. 
and usually the rookies who do it um are like the older rookies too um like donovan mitchell didn't he average like what 21 coming into the league or am i crazy did i just make that up donovan mitchell you remember what he came in the league averaging i don't remember no but whatever that's besides the point point is um Paolo is a guy that I root for. And Keegan Murray, I don't know. There's just something. I, I He was another one that was turning up Summer League, too. And I was like, okay. Um, I think he was the Summer League MVP, if I'm not mistaken. I'm he not was. He was unstoppable. Oh, was he? Yeah. he was literally unstoppable. Yeah, he looked like Chris Middleton. <laughs> That's why I like him, because he reminds me of Chris Middleton. And I really like Chris Middleton. So, um, yeah. And I think that's about it in terms of guys i think everyone else like i like or i'm neutral like i i feel like the reason why i highlight my quote-unquote like bad list like the, the players i don't like is because i don't like everyone else i either like am or neutral to you know what i mean or if i slightly dislike them it's not significant enough for me to like point it out you know what i mean i feel like that's why I, you know highlight the people i don't like list because it's not it's not big it's not like I just like twenty guys. It's like a list of like six to seven guys. Yeah, I, I feel you. I I think also, like I was saying, I'm not gonna hold you. I miss Kobe Bryant being in the NBA because it was fun to root against him. It was fun to have someone to hate against. So like, I don't have a very my my negative list is only four four people. But I'm sorry, we gotta stop acting like it's not fun to hate people in sports. Sports hate. Like, I don't wish ill will. Yeah, this is sports hate. This yeah, is all sports hate. Yeah, I don't wish, like, we ain't talking about Miles Bridges type shit. This is just dudes I don't like. Like, when they lose, I laugh. I enjoy it. Puts a little pep in my stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, I think sports hate is cool. I, I, I think it's part of being a sports fan. I think it's reasonable now. But I think dudes get weird when they go to I, this whole I concept of jumping in people's dms or at them when they have a bad game sometimes i think it's weird because it's just like all right like i don't mind talking bad about them on the timeline but when you get to trying to like attack them personally it's like come on fam what are we doing I, i've never done that in my life um i think that's weird but again to each his own it's just not something you ever see dwight do so while we on the topic of hate dudes i dislike Here's my hate list. It's only four people. Number one, I don't even, let me be clear. These ain't, this ain't even in order. These are just dudes I like. I think I, I you know what? No, no. I dislike Devin Booker more than any player in the NBA right now. I'm not going to hold you. I'm not going to hold you. Of all the people, of all the people to have beef with Luca, And I, I kill Luca for certain shit myself, but fuck him. Fuck him. He, I do not like that guy. And it's sad because I did like him. He's he's the only Lions fan I know in the NFL and the NBA. So it's, it hurts me to dislike another Lions fan. Uh, it, it does. It really does. But he grew up in Michigan. For me to dislike a fellow Michigander is some shit. But fuck him. Because he, he br- bringing that shit with Luka and then trying to sub him afterwards. Fuck him. I don't like Devin Booker right now. Uh, number two on my list is his, is his fucking teammate, CP3. I have never fucked with CP3. CP3, I think it's damn near my age, 37, 38. I don't know. 
I've never fucked with him. I never fucked with him since he ain't gonna hold you. He murdered Jason Kidd. I want to say back in like 2009 in the playoffs. Um, he was talking shit. Their whole team was disrespectful to Dirk and the Mavs. I've never fucked with him ever since that. Um, your girl Nat, my favorite thing she's ever said. I laugh about it when I think about it when she called that dude a dirty little man. That shit makes me laugh every time. I enjoy it because it's fucking appropriate. He's a dirty little man, bro. Even though we the same height. But y'all get the point. I, I just don't like him. I do not like CB3. I don't fuck with him. So obviously I don't fuck with the Suns. Especially now. They the ops. They the full-blown ops. Uh, number three is Dylan Brooks. <sighs> if Dylan Brooks played for the Mavs, I'd probably defend him. Just to keep it real with y'all. But you just can't be that goofy when I've seen you be a catastrophic player. You know what I'm saying? He'd be out here. I feel he played his edge. He'd take it too far. And then I've just seen him shoot the Grizzlies out of games. Like, maybe in the playoffs against us, the quiet little secret about why we are so successful against them is because he's on their team. He plays like shit every single time we play them. He's a disaster. He's been with us every time we've played them. That's why our one of our his he I won't say single handedly, but he's a very big reason why our record against them is so big. And he'd be talking crazy. He'd be talking crazy, talking about they about to build a dynasty. My boy, y'all won a playoff series. Cut it out. Cut it out. And uh finally, I was I was thinking about moving him off the list, but I can't. I just don't like him. I don't think this dude is a bad guy. I don't think he's a, a bad human being, but I just don't fucking like Rudy Gobert. Um, you know, and it's funny because I like dirty work bigs, but like he be wanting the ball. Like he be venting that people don't pass in the ball, but he don't do the work to have the skill to finish when he gets the ball. Like there's this some, some rim runs where he should get the ball, where he should be able to finish. You know, I agree. There's sometimes they miss him. But, like, he be wanting to get the ball to post up and try to finish over dudes. And it's like, fam, that ain't your ministry. Just give it up. And then I think the conversation around uh, Donovan Mitchell not passing to him was fucking absurd. Because we acting like Donovan Mitchell ain't absolutely frying, ain't one of the best scorers in the NBA. Like, Donovan Mitchell put up, like, 26 officially a night on us. And because Jalen Brunson went off, we act like this dude was a fucking bum. And that shit is absurd. I just don't like Rudy Gobert. Um, he makes too much money. I don't like his energy. Fuck him. I don't like him either. That's my hate list. Okay. I mean, people hate Devin Booker and Chris Paul, so... You're not alone in there. I mean, I feel like everyone knows my list by now. It's consistent. It doesn't. I mean, I I, 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 I know two people. I don't know about anything past them two. Okay, so, well, Beal Beal is on the list. Bad vibes, <laughs> Brad Beal. Um, so Beal's on the list. Um, just because like he was just doing too much for me, like signing that fat ass contract, complaining. Just say you're com. Like I understand he's probably it's probably an internal struggle, right? Being comfortable with where you are, wanting your money, but also still wanting to win because he's a competitor. I don't doubt that he wants to win. Of course he wants to win. But it's just that you understand your situation. And I know he understands the situation, but it's still frustrating hearing him vent all the time. Like, shut up. Um, so that's that. <laughs> and 
Paul George, a lot of excuses. Embiid, he's just way too big to flop. I'm so sorry. That might sound ridiculous, but he's just a little too big to flop. So I don't like Embiid. Um, I do not like Christian. I've been dancing around it. Y'all already know Wood. Wood had been on the list. Um, and I tried to take him up. Don't say I didn't try with him. I tried for a little period, but um, it's just not my cup of tea. It's just it it is what it is. He's just not my cup of tea. So that's just that. Um, Jeremy Grant was on the list because I felt like he was just super shameless about hooping for money. Like, and of course you're gonna hoop for money, but you know what I mean. Like he, it was just super shameless, and I didn't like that he was low key stunting the development of those guys in Detroit when he was there for the last you know, for that last year, especially the first half of that last year was crazy. Yeah. Um, so that was that. And Tobias Harris is on the oh, list because that's he's, a great he's making choice. a that's a great choice. Because why are you a fifth fourth fourth fifth option on a max contract? That's ridiculous to me. So <laughs> he is on the list. <laughs> um and I that's that's my list, I think, yeah. Or Monte Morris. I just, I, yeah, I forgot. He was the adi- addition um, this season. Monte Morris, because what the fuck? Um, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's my list. Yeah. I, uh, your list cracked me up because you're so fucking serious about it. <laughs> you really hate them dudes. Like, it's to the point to where I'm not the biggest Christian Wood fan, but I don't know if I can talk about him on the pod anymore. Because if I talk to you on the pod or I text you about anything about him, just in general, your mood changes so much. It is so fucking funny to me. I, I'm sorry. It's funny to me. Actually, I apologize. But, uh, yeah, Brad Bill, that's, that is so hilarious to me. Because, like, I do get it. Now, ironically enough, if Kyrie leaves, I do think, like, we going to move to trying to get him because that contract is absurd, and I don't think he's going to take a lot to get him. I think he'll finally be like, yeah, I'm cool. I already got the money. Let me go play with Luka. Um, But that is just so funny to me. I think it's a solid list. Uh, I don't know what crimes Monte Morris committed, but – he fucked up my fantasy team at the beginning <laughs> of the listen. And it was like, I no, and the reason why I singled him out, because it's not like he was the only person stinking it up on my fantasy team, right? Because um, Joe Harris was a terrorist for a period of time, and I don't hate him for it. But specifically, Monte, because I wanted him really badly in the draft, in that fantasy draft, because I was like, okay. He's going to step into a starting role. You know, he's been a backup. And he was starting with Jokic, but he can finally, you know, get on this wizard team. He can mesh, mesh with Beal. You know, Porzingis is a guy he can, you know, probably mesh with. So I had high hopes for this guy. And he was a bum. He was a straight bum. And it rubbed me the wrong. I was very upset at that. So, yeah, that's why. Uh, I'm not mad. Um, who was the other person? It was Wood. It was Bill. Oh, Paul George. Okay. I, I got to be honest. I took Paul George off my list. He was on the hate list because I ain't fuck with PG either. Until I watched the interview with J.J. Reddick. Where he was like, yeah, man, I'm not the man. And I'm just like, you know what? Buddy has shame. This is self-awareness. I'm not killing him. I don't hate him anymore. I just, the hate in my heart left the dislike for him left to hear him admit that because 
I don't know how many players in the NBA are willing to admit that. Where he like, yeah, man, I'm just I'm I'm a number two. I'm not the man. I ain't trying to be the man. And I accept my fate. And I can moonlight as the man. And I think he has proved that. I feel he's proven that. Because PG getting older now, right? Like the time for lying to yourself about what you are as a player. PG is what thirty three. Damn near thirty four. Oh, Paul George A. Yeah, at least 32. He turned 33 in six weeks, seven weeks. So, yeah, like reaching that level of self awareness is something I salute and I appreciate. That's the only reason why he didn't make my list, but he was right there. He was right there. I do have some dudes I do think can get on my negative list. Um, uh, some honorable mentions. Some honorable mentions for my negative list is I'm not going to hold you, Desmond Bain. I, I, again, I'm not a Josh Green stand, but he has, if we played him and he say something slick, if Josh Green don't ball out, he's going to make the list. I'm going to hate the, the short arm bastard. I don't care how good he is or who we should have drafted. Um, I think that's it. It's the only guy I think can graduate fully to the negative list and I love the NBA, so it's a bunch of dudes I can put on hell. I can list 25 dudes I, I, I enjoy watching or that I root for. Um, but, yeah, that's it. Uh, you want to move on to the maths, or you want to touch on any topics before we get to the maths? We can come to the maths. All right. Our Dallas Mavericks, we went – we recorded last time Friday night. Um, uh I thought we would beat the Sixers and the Suns. We beat the Sixers. We did not beat the Suns. I was salty about it. Started my week off shitty. Um, I still feel like we should have won, but we moved. Um, we then beat the Jazz. Lori Markman dunked on us, cashed us, literally had his way with us, but Kyrie Irving said, no, 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 no. We're not taking the L tonight. And he finished it off. Then we had a back-to-back. We ended up getting popped by the, uh, uh, who was it? Why is this, I'm not forgetting the team that we lost to on the back-to-back. It's the last game we played. Oh, the uh, the Pelicans. Going to be honest, I hated the way we lost because to me that was a coaching loss. You knew Luca was moving around with one leg. Believe it or not, Kyrie is like fourth or fifth in the NBA in minutes and really ain't missed that many games, contrary to popular belief this year. So it's like, and he's just a small dude who kind of plays physically. So to me, it feels like you should have went to, that should have been a heavy Christian Wood, the try hard energy guys, like, Davis Bertans, the the Jaden Hardys. You should have went to those dudes earlier, and we didn't, and we lost, and now we in the AC, and we got Memphis, what, tomorrow? And we know Luke ain't playing, and Kyrie may not play. So I, I put something in the group chat that by Sunday afternoon, we would know rather we could lie to ourselves about the Mavs. I think 
given the events of Sunday afternoon and then the rest of the games that we've played so far and now injuries, like, we just ain't that good. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, I won't say we stink because I don't think that's fair to say we stink. What I did think we was, I thought we were going to go on a run when we got Kyrie. I thought it would energize the guys, and it did for a little bit. But I think Luca's injury was worse than what we realized. Luca literally hasn't played defense in a month, and in the lot for the last two weeks, I actually think he, outside of the Philly game, I there's an argument to be made. He's because he's been so bad defensively that he's been like a net neutral to a net negative overall with his presence and I'm just not lying to myself about this team anymore at all because we need Luca at like 100% I feel Kyrie has pretty much been everything he's been as much as we could hope and dream uh, anything th- expecting him to play better than what he's played since he's been here is probably frankly being irrational uh, it's crazy. Pretty much all his numbers have went up since he became a Mav, and he was already playing on all NBA level, and he got better once he got here, which is nuts. So all that has happened, and we're still mid. We're just mid, and I'm not even like sad about it. Is that crazy? Is it no, crazy? I'm, I'm not either. It's because you made peace with it. That's what I'm saying. It's it's the inner tor- turmoil that gets people. The low-key holding on to little slithers of hope like you can do that when it's earlier in the season because it's earlier in the season you're telling yourself oh anything can happen but now that it's like a couple you know like it's only a handful of games left um well a little more than a handful but you know what i mean um you can see the light at the end of the tunnel really clearly so now yeah there's no room to really lie to yourself now so you can make peace with the fact that yeah we're we're not that great Defense is important, people, and it's just to the point where it's just too bad, um, you know, to offset things. And not even just the defense. Like, the offense is great, but at the end of the day, um, you still have to look to the fact that our play style, the variance to which um, the three-point or die, um, the crazy variance it gets, I don't think you can win like that. Like, we saw it kind of last year in the playoff, especially in the Golden State Series. Like, if we couldn't hit threes, we couldn't do anything. And I still think the same of the team now. You know, not much has changed on that front. So, yeah, no. Um, I mean, still anything can happen. And in a playoff series, like you said, um, Kyrie and Luka, they can make, you know, stuff shake. But in terms of for the rest of the regular season, seeing that, like you said, Luka's injury – it's probably a little worse than we expected. And then, um, you know, Kyrie's already going to miss a game. And these other guys, they're shaky. I don't, I don't know if I really trust anybody else. Like, as much as Tim has been playing well, do you, like, trust Tim? How, no. are, we de- how are we defining tr- to trust? Because, like, this is what I'll say. If we play a seven-game playoff series, I trust him to be really good for three to be ass for three for one and to be ass for the other three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that, but but that's my point. That's not that person is not a person that I can safely say I you know, tr- especially to carry for a stretch. Mm, I'm not so sure. 
Um, so I don't know. The team is just weirdly unbalanced. Like the roster is a little weird. That's what I'm saying. We need another trade. When that Kyrie trade happened, it 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 made the roster weird. And the fact that the only thing we did was add Justin Holiday, it didn't that didn't really help. Like, you know, in the no, sense that it's still weird. The roster is weird right now. Yeah, people are mad at Justin Holiday. He did play bad last time, but he can play. Him starting was the that that's what I thought kid was mid, but I wasn't like we need to get fire kid. Yeah. That move is when I'm like, yeah, go ahead, fire him. Like that's such a bro, you just that's just certain shit you don't do. And that was one of those things. Even if you want to play him more than Josh, you just don't start him in that moment. Um, but I think actually Justin Holiday can play. I just think Justin Holiday is Dorian replacement. I'm mean, not Dorian replacement. He's Reggie replacement. He's not Dorian replacement. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, even with that, he's still he's a buyout guy. He still yeah. shouldn't be relied upon. You know what I mean? To to save anything <laughs> about you know a roster or a team. So we're just weirdly unbalanced right now. It's okay. You know, we'll just try to see if we can get lucky. But for right now. It just is what it is. That's why, yeah, I'm not mad either. Like, at these losses, people, you know, I you know, I just don't want to do the whole ruminating anymore. Because I know what it is. I'm not going to lie brand new every time. So, I mean, yeah. how we lose can be frustrating. Like, you know, lose that Phoenix game. That was, like, annoying, you know, missing that bunny. Um, and this past game, I mean, I wasn't even mad at this one. CJ was just special, bro. CJ closed us out. Like, he packed. The definition of packed us up was what CJ did last night. He packed us up, bro. We cut that shit to three, and CJ said, um, excuse me, and just destroyed us. And that was cool, because, you know, Kyrie was starting to percolate, and CJ said, hey, I'm going to outplay you. So kudos to him. I just tip my hat, you know, tip my cap to CJ and said, you know what, go ahead. Because that was, that was just special stuff. Yeah. I, I not too wasn't... many guys doing that in the league. Not too many guys doing that in the league. My, my thing is... I don't think <laughs> you. We just should never been down by that much to begin with, because I think they they were exactly. gonna, they were going to play hard because they've been getting their ass kicked, right? And they are a team full of young try hard dudes too, and we are a team that lacks athleticism. We're a team that lacks energy guys like our <laughs> Dwight Powell's an energy guy, like. The White Powell is all was already a very limited player, but is he slower than he used to be? Like even earlier in the season. I mean, yeah, we run him to the ground low key off for a dude that still like he's coming off an Achilles tear. Like yeah. he has played a lot since then. Yeah. He's played a lot. He since played all eighty two games. Last exactly. Year. And yeah, and he got commended for it from KD. KD even said, Yeah, that's hard. Like so like I, I think we underestimate, especially when he first came back. Remember how horrible he was? He was the he worst player. He's the worst player in the NBA. I he truly so bad. I truly believe that in my heart of heart. He was the worst player in the NBA that played every night. Yeah, he was really, really bad. And then, you know, he turned it on. And I think, yeah, I mean, maybe he's physically tired. That's fine. But he's just, he's been overextended for so long. But the thing is that now we don't have many, um, many options to throw out there that are much better, like, in terms of, like, what we're looking for, right? And what we're looking for is defense, right? The fact that, um, 
power cannot and it's a physical limitation he's he's just small he's very he's small he's six nine he gets pushed around or people score over him like some of these bigger centers like if a seven one guy is like scoring over Powell, like there's no, there's really nothing he can really do like he can try but there's nothing he can really do and then you put in wood who you know has more athleticism so he can get to a lot more things but he's also just super aloof to, and he gets pushed around too so it's like okay it's not much better there and then you say okay look at offense wood clears Powell by like a mile right but you think of the team now that's like what wood provides is not on offense i should say in a starting role that's not what we need him offensively makes more sense like him coming off the bench getting buckets where he can rip off seven in a row like i like seeing when wood goes on his like little seven oh runs his on his own all that that's what microwave bench scorers do <laughs> you know rip off them runs especially against because when you look at when those runs are happening they're happening against bench units yeah they're happening against bench units and they're happening with luke and Kyrie off the floor exactly because he they basically throw him the ball and say go get busy exactly so that's that's the point so that's why but where the issue lies is his minute total so you can argue about that i i i and you know markeith morris under any circumstances should not be checking in for him so yes you can argue about that i'm proud you admitted that i am no i would admit it i said it even when mcgee was checking in before him i said that was ridiculous and i would say the same about morris It's, it's stupid um that's stupid now that you can argue about but um in terms of like role in the sense of starting versus bench i'm still sticking firm <laughs> on my bench i know people i have not wavered on that that is something i'm not gonna waver on i, I I'll, I'll say this and this is where me and you disagree even though i agree with you him within the context of a winning team my thing is before we traded for Kyrie, once we traded for Kyrie, i didn't care if he started because like bro he's just gonna luca ain't passed luca barely passed the ball to fucking Kyrie Irving in the first quarter. So you really know they're not throwing it to Christian Wood in the first, right? Um, like, that's something that kind of bothers me. People be like, well, Dwight Powell's plus minus is good because he, Christian Wood, uh, Luka kills base defenses in the first quarter. Like, Christian Wood started a lot. He started 13 games. He He's checked in for first quarters and, like, the shit don't be night and day. So I still, while Luca is on the court, like in the first quarter, he's looking to get his rhythm and pass the people on kickouts. So I don't think that dramatically matters. I thought he should have started just because if we're going to be a fake team, which we were and frankly still are, let's just be the fakest team we can be and just go ahead and get some points and retain the asset. Um, Once we got Kyrie, I was cool with him not starting because I actually think Bro, Dwight Powell be setting football screens, and he be like, when Luca or Kyrie are like doing the pick and roll and driving to the basket, like he low key get away for that, them clear outs that don't allow the big to get over to help to block their shots. He gets away with that shit, and Christian Wood don't even try to do that shit, honestly. That's just not his ministry. Um, so that don't bother me. But now, Dwight Powell been looking low run down. And Luca been on one leg. Yeah, go ahead, start him. Fuck it. Start Maxi too. Like, just touch this. At this point, 
start Maxi, start Dwight. Let's get all the way fake. Let's just try. I don't it. think Maxi can handle starting, man. I really don't. Well, I don't. Not well, with the injury. Because well, 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 even before the injury, every time we started Maxi, Maxi has gotten chances to. I think this is what's gotten lost. Maxi has gotten chances to start under Carlisle, under Kid. But every time he starts, he starts to get hurt and look wimpy and, and tired and all that. That's why he's going to go to the bench. This is one thing we can the the volume of minutes don't have to increase. Like just starting, just start him. Spring Dwight in, he plays half the game. Uh, then you put Dwight in the same minutes. Just starting, just let him. Fuck, cut his minutes. Like the point is, like we got fifteen games left, and I don't think some deep playoff run is coming. So what the fuck is we like saving him for what? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we saving them for? The time, what you save any of these dudes for is now. So let's just run in, into the ground, start Maxi, start Wood, start Josh. But also, because Josh has played so ass for whatever reason, whether it's Jason Kidd's fault or not, like, the time for hurt feelings is over. If you ain't fucking up, you got to get off the court. Do you, am I crazy for that? Do you mm-hmm. agree? I mean, yeah, but at the, I mean, they tried to do something like that with playing Luca, talking about, oh yeah, no time for breaks while he was hurt. So, I mean, it looks like they're trying to, you know, stick with that philosophy too. But we say that, and then I'm watching Theo Pinson. So at the end of the day, <laughs> as long as they're doing goofy shit like that, I don't see. I I just I don't. I don't understand what's happening. I'm just gonna keep. I'm just gonna watch and not expect anything. That's where I am now. Yeah. Um, before I wasn't expecting anything. Then the trade happened, and I was like, "Ooh, a little expectation." Then we didn't do anything. And then the game started to be played, and I'm like, "Okay." Now I'm back to I understand what this is, and I'm just gonna just watch it happen. <laughs> really. Yeah, it's. It just don't make no sense. Like, why didn't Jaden Hardy play? Like, just give him a shot. Just see what see what he got. And that's one thing I like about Jaden. Like, bro, you know, it's it's not fair to compare him and Josh. But brother, let me tell you this: Jaden Hardy may have a stretch where he don't play well, but I guarantee it, he won't be scared. It won't be because of confidence. He just might be cold. He might not be ready. He might just fuck up because he fucked up. But. I, I don't ever see him getting in his head under any circumstances the way Josh do. Jaden Hardy is just a, this is him and Tim. And I, you know, I know some people don't like comparing those two, but those are two dudes that's letting that bitch fly under any and all circumstances. And they are never going to be scared to let it fly. They have supreme confidence. Um, I, 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 at this point, you got to throw everything at the wall if it's not working in the moment. That's where I'm at. Like the time for hurt feelings or anything else. Like I still think we should start Josh every night, but if he out there not impacting the game at all, which low key has kind of been happening lately, he gotta go. He gotta go. Um, that's just my two cents. I really don't care one way or another. Uh well, let me let me not tell you a lot. I care. I really don't have expectations that it's going to happen one way or another. Um, I, I've reached the point where you were at, and to be honest, you was when I was trying to pour gas on this thing. You like Dwight? They don't play defense. It's hard to go go on a run when you don't play defense. 
And you were right. Again, don't I think I've said that three times in the last year. So I don't want to gas you up too much, but you, you told me to chill out and I should have listened. I should have listened. I mean, I still had high expectations for them still. Um, I just thought that the offense would have been overwhelming for the bad teams, but I didn't think the defense was even going to be this bad. It's worse than I well, thought. Well, it was worse than I thought. And, and even though the numbers say it's not, like, catastrophic, no, no. my eyes are telling me it's damn near catastrophic. It's, <laughs> kind of, it's, 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 it's catastrophic. And I guess we can move, change topics just – I guess it can be Luca criticism, I guess, like how it's responded to one way or another. But as far as like on court, I truly believe Luca has been the number one reason defensively why I say the last week, pretty much since the All-Star game, why the defense has been so bad. Because we're already a defensively challenged team. And he wasn't a great defender to begin with. We're not about to lie. But he's been catast- a catastrophic defender. And some of why the numbers say the defense hasn't been bad. It's just been the other team didn't make shots. Them shits was open. It's butt naked. They just didn't make them. Like, they were high. I, I would guarantee over the last month or so, like, our shot quality given up has been immaculate. It's all corner threes and shit at the rim. And a lot of that shit is because of Luca, in my opinion. And, you know, I've been killing him. I've been texting you, not even taking it to the timeline about his defense. But I knew something was up because at first I was just like, damn, he's worn down or he's being lazy. But then over the last couple of games, I'm like, this shit's like he's moving slowly. Like you can see he don't want to move. And that's when I was like, I think he's hurt. I, you know, I kind of started in the group chat like, dude, I think it was a week ago. I'm like, bro, he's hurt. He's hurt. He has an injury that I don't think they're talking about. And lo and fucking behold, here we go. And it's kind of obvious. And it's like, they shouldn't have had him out there. And it's not even about him being hurt. It's showing him the film like, bro, if you can't move, we already fight for our life defensively. With you out here in your current state, I don't know how much you're helping. And they just should have told him that, went to him and sat him down as an organization and a coaching staff. And that that's my two cents on it. Um, I do think with hindsight, some of the Lucas fat out of shape shit went overboard. There's going to be a certain segment of people, and I'm not a doctor or a kinesiologist or anything of that nature, so I don't know. Maybe if he was in better shape, lower body injuries wouldn't impact. I don't fucking know. Don't get me lying. I, I I do think for him to be the apex predator he needs to be, I think he is going to need to look like uh I think he's going to need to look like he did in the bubble. I know people have said he's gained weight to work on his post game, but I'm sorry, man, that that shit just ain't gonna work unless his muscle he can you can do a body composition thing and just gain muscle, but not be that heavy. Like, I just, I don't think that's good weight he's gained. And I, he was still giving boys work on the block, even when he was Bubba Luca. Uh, I do think Bubba Luca is the best he's ever been in his career. 
I know that season wasn't his best, but I do believe Bubba Luca was the best he's ever been. He did everything. He, I, I, I don't think he played defense as good as he did last year, but I think he could have. We just wasn't coaching him to do that shit. Um, but as far as just like looking at him, and then he even hurt his ankle and still was a fucking revelation. So I think when he wins the MVP, when he becomes the apex predator, when he snatches the title as best player in the world for longer than half a season, I think he's going to look like Bubba Luka. Um, but I do think with hindsight, some of the criticism about his weight and being out of shape probably overblown because he was just fucking hurt and was trying to grind it out. And maybe that maybe people were unfair to him. What do you think? I mean, I just think... I mean, people are going to just talk and have their opinions and whatever. I mean, some of the things, right, that he was doing and that was happening were things that I believe that has always happened. Like, I don't believe, like, he didn't box out um, Vanderbilt because he was hurt. He didn't box out Vanderbilt because Lua doesn't really box out. <laughs> like, it's just, you know, it's pronounced. But, you know, some of the things, like him struggling to move, that's been there. Yeah, that's been there. You could have seen, seen that, especially last game. He shouldn't have been out there. He was laboring the entire game. Um, from literally from the first, even the Suns game, from the first bucket, he was wincing, and he made it. It wasn't even like a he missed it and started like he made the first bucket in the Suns game and was wincing. So it had been a thing at least for the last couple games, right? Um, but I mean, talking about him being in shape, being out of shape, blah blah. At the end of the day, the shape talk came up again once he came back from the heel injury. Exactly, and and you know. When you think about last year, right, and there are rumors, I say rumors because it wasn't like all the way confirmed, but multiple people have said it, especially people who do have sources that have said that um, basically he, last year, he could have come back sooner from the ankle injury, but because um, he was out of shape, they held him out for more time to get his conditioning up. So it might have been something similar here, not that he was as out of shape as he was last year, maybe. But after the heel injury, you know, he probably just fell out of shape again because, again, lower body injury. So, I mean, that I'm not going to get too into, like, detail about him, you know, into shape and all that. But in terms of play, if you're harming the team, you should not be playing. And he shouldn't have been playing. So that's just how I feel about it. Yeah, he and some of the – this is something that bothers me when we discuss players – people who box score well he had nine points or 12 points or 33 points how could he be a negative it's like dog y'all gotta watch these games watch these games like bro if you score 30 points but you gave up like that i just keep coming back to that laker game (laughs) because like jared vanderbilt wasn't doing shit skillful it was literally just i'm going to sneak behind luca grab offensive rebounds and back cut him because he's not paying attention or he can't move. And it's like, fam, you can't, I don't give a fuck if there was four Kawhi Leonard's with Rob Williams behind him. Like if one dude just don't, can't move or guard his man, you, 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 you're going to be catastrophic. And I'll also say as bad as Dwight Powell and Christian Wood are defensively over since that heel injury, they've been taking shit that ain't necessarily they fall. They are not good defensive players, but they are being put in positions to look so much worse because of Luka. So much worse. 
And I, I this is, you know, uh, I said in the group chat, and I'll say it here. If if Kyrie Irving plays these next three games, I think we win all three or go two and one. Because, and people are, it's, it's going to make the timeline fucking toxic, especially if we win all three. Because they're like, see, uh, because the, the Luka groupies get defensive. Oh, they get defensive. Remember how defensive they got last year? Boy, they was, they was, when we went 2-0, and what we win? We won the game without Luka and Kyrie. Then we won Kyrie's first two, right? Yeah, that's how it went. Yeah. Like, they was, like, they was not, you'd think people would be happy, but nope. No. People were not happy about that shit. There's a select few of them. They, some of them have Slovenian flags in their in their uh, username. So we know what it is, right? We know what it is. We know what that is. So I, I just think people don't realize how important. Uh, there's a difference between being a mediocre defender and being catastrophic. And I feel like Luke has been catastrophic. It wasn't, I don't, I'm not blaming him for it anymore because he was hurt. He couldn't move. And I jokingly said, like, okay, he's been getting buckets, but his efficiency fell off a fucking cliff the last three games. Like, fell off a cliff. So it's like, he wouldn't even get buckets officially no more. It's And he was a catastrophic defender. He shouldn't have been on the court. But that's not something. You, you let the a 24-year-old that's competitive as Luca it, when his team fight was like, they, of course he's going to say, I want to play. That's up to the team and the coaches after they no, no, fam, you got to sit down for a little bit. We we'd be all right, especially considering that the most recent sample we have of him not playing, the team looked good, and you can look on the film and be like, you were kind of hurting the team, so you should maybe should maybe you should sit down till you can get right defensively. And this is where you know I don't even want to get into Jason Kidd, Mark Cuban, or how the organization is ran. This is where somebody got to tell him to sit down. Um, cause he's just hurt. He was hurting the team, but we move. Um, apparently Kyrie is questionable for tomorrow. Death in the family slash foot soreness. I don't know. This is the Kyrie experience. I just hope he plays. Um, if he plays, I think we win two out of the next three, maybe go three and oh, but if he don't play, Man, I don't know what the fuck gonna happen. I'm just here for Jaden Hardy dunks. I, I saw my, you know, I was one of my questions about Jaden Hardy was his athleticism. I mean, he shit on Jackson Hayes. That was the highlight of the other night. Yeah, great point. He went straight to Instagram right after too. So yeah, I I'm just yeah here for whatever. Like I said, I'm just, I'll just be watching the games just to watch them. Yeah, winner at this point. <laughs> Like if Kyrie don't play, I'm just here for young dude development. And I, I'm not, I hate to say this, if we, if we went, if we did a little stealth tank because Luca was actually hurt, and we pretty much guarantee Kyrie we're gonna give you 200 million to stay, like on a backdoor handshake agreement, and actually got to keep our pick. I know I'm talking out of pocket here because I don't think this is gonna happen, but if that did happen, I'd be happy, man. I'd be like, I'm not going to hold you. I'd be happy. I, I would take that because I see us fighting for our lives to win a first-round playoff series. I don't think we would beat the Kings. I don't. If if Luka is not 110% and Kyrie's not 100%, we're 
but Josh Green is playing like ass. I don't think we beat the Kings. I really don't. Um, from what I'm hearing, John Morant is probably out for probably most of the regular season. But this is still a business. The league is not going to pack him up for the playoffs. He's going to be back. If he's, like, ready to play right away, I don't think we beat the Grizzlies. I don't know who we beat. There's no team that we realistically are going to play in the first round that we can beat. So I just say, hey, Luca, we gave you Kyrie. You got hurt. This shit went left. Hey, we we gonna do a stealth take. Um, we got to get you right because I, I the thing is he played through injury and we still fucking lost. So what are we doing? Am I crazy? Do you think I'm absurd? Is this an absurd plan? I mean, yeah, because it's never gonna happen. Um, but it's a cute thought. Like I said, very cute thought. Um, because I had that thought too, but like I said, it was a thought because I understand it's never gonna happen. But cute thought. You you right. You don't think they could talk him into going along with it? Or, or I'll take this back. Absolutely not, because at the end of the day, we're fans. Players aren't salivating over top 10 picks like we are. No, no, you're right. But my more my point is, what if he's like, dog, a thigh strain? That's not, you know, I know the MRI came clean, but he it's, had that motherfucker for a while, ain't he? I mean, he didn't say a while. He said it's, it came up. Um, the second game after All-Star. That's a while ago. It's three weeks, two weeks ago. Three weeks, two weeks, I don't know. That's, that's, that's he said the second game after All-Star. So, yeah, that's a little over two weeks. Well, I, but he's still day-to-day. So, that's, they're not, it'd be different if they're saying, oh, they're taking their time with him. And it's, it's there's, they've said it's up to his, com- like, discomfort level. Um and no one look like he's going to play. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. All of it all of that is all mute. Yeah, but he is uh he's not he's basically not on the trip. So I'm assuming yeah, we at Memphis, then they fly to Dallas, and then we back on the road for San Antonio. Uh, if you put a gun in my head, I think he plays against the Lakers. And low key, the way shit is looking, that game is gonna mean something. I think he plays against the Lakers a week from today. That would be my guess for when he's back. What do you think? Um, I'd probably say the same too. Yeah, because I think they're they they. I think the Spurs, the Spurs literally are not filled the NBA team right now. So that's a win. You try to. I think Kyrie plays one of these games. Um with Memphis so you probably split with Memphis so you're going two and one and then you bring Luca back and what happens happens I'm kind of nervous because them Hornets games was looking like they was cake and the Hornets have started doing a thing young teams do where they start beating teams because they play hard and no one takes them seriously because they have a shit record and we could fall in we are the team to fall into that trap I don't know uh, let me read out the rest of the month to you, uh, young SJ. We got we got the Grizzlies back to back, Spurs, Lakers, Grizzlies again, Warriors. Uh, where's that at? That's at the crib. So we in Dallas. Um, then we got Charlotte, 
at home. Then we got Charlotte in Charlotte. Then we got the Pacers on the back-to-back. Then we got the Sixers in Philly. And that's the rest of the month. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten games. Wins and losses. How you feeling? I can't predict anything about this team anymore, honestly. <laughs> um, they're just weird. We're tiny, but we can. We have a lot of offense. Like we've been scoring a lot of points. Um, I mean, other than the New Orleans game, that wasn't like a huge offensive game for us. But we score a lot of points, but we also give up a ton of points. And that comp coupled by the fact that we're we've been horrible in the clutch, it's just. The combinations, it's hard to give a pattern to these sorts of combinations. So I don't know. I feel like we're, we just feel like a 500 team or maybe like a slightly above 500 team. But that's about it. Yeah. I, I've been, I keep assuming this run is going to happen because we just, you know, overwhelm teams offensively. But, I think Luca being hurt kind of threw the kibosh on that. So, shit, this 10 games. I'm going 5-5, five and five, that's right. We'll see what happens. We'll be right back where we are right now. But the crazy thing is, that may get us the fifth seed. That might keep us in eighth. Shit, that, shit, that might get us the four. Who fucking knows? This whole, the West right now is so unpredictable. Um, well, I will say, as we wrap up the math segment, I think something statistically anomalous is going to happen for the team that gets out the West. And what I mean by statistically anomalous is typically the teams that get to the finals from any conference, top 10 defense, top 10 offense. None of the teams that realistically, like the only team that I think could even, I don't think any team fits that criteria for the West right now. Do they? Uh, um, I don't I know. Maybe, maybe no, I don't think Memphis. I know, I know they got it offensively. No, no, they don't have it. They don't mm-hmm. have defense. Um, yeah, there's no team in the West that fits the criteria to even be qualifies for that. So by definition, it's gonna be something weird. Like I do think Denver is the favorite. I think Denver should be the favorite with KD's injury. But if you told me, I don't know, the Clippers got together a little bit and beat them, if you told me we beat them, would you be shocked? Like, shocked. No, not really. Yeah. Also, I haven't believed in Sacramento because, again, they are a really good offensive team. They're a bottom third uh, defensive team. I would be very surprised if they got out the West, but I don't think it's an impossibility. I don't think this is some cute. I'm just happy. I don't think they're just going to be happy to be there. I think that home crowd is going to be so fucking insane that it's going to cause problems. I think they're going to want a playoff round. I don't think teams should be fucking gearing up to play them. Like I, a week ago, I would have said, yeah, 
we should give me Sacramento. I don't feel comfortable with that shit no more. Like, bro, they just a solid team. They have, it's, they're a fake team, but there's no fucking real teams in the West. So it's just like, what are we talking about? I'm just going with the teams just playing well together. That makes sense. All these teams are fake. Am I, am I, am you, do you think I'm crazy with that thought? I mean, no, the Kings have shown that they deserve some sort of respect. Um, so, yeah, and I could see them winning around too. That's the thing. I feel like the team that gets them, they're going to be arrogant, yep. right? And they're going to think, especially since all the teams that are basically, I th- yeah, most of the teams that are going to get them have been in the playoffs before or probably was there last year. So they're, you know, Sacramento hasn't been there for a while. So they're going to be probably be arrogant. Not that they're not going to take them super seriously because it's still the playoffs and they are still going to be the higher seed. But, you know, they're going to be arrogant about it. And I can see, yeah, definitely see Sacramento shocking um, a team. But like you said, yeah, this season has just been so weird with the parody that, yeah, it's either we see a statistical anomaly or somebody from the East wins. (laughs) I think that's just what it is. One of the top two seeds from, like, the Celtics or the Bucks win. I think it's like Celtics or the Bucks win or we get surprised. I I think think they're, I will say, I think there's a sizable gap between the Celtics and the Bucks. I, I, no, I can't believe in Philly. I don't believe in Philly. I'm not about to sit here and say that. Philly has to show me. Yeah, they don't have to show me. I, I just, they don't have, their best players don't play defense. Well, let me be, let me take that back. Their best, their optimal lineup, you, you like, so PJ Tucker, Joel, D'Anthony Melton, um, Tobias, and James. Well, where's Tyrese Maxey? Tyrese Maxey is quietly a catastrophic defensive player. So what you going to do? That ain't enough offense to win a championship. And if you put Tyrese Maxey on there with those guys, then you got three bad defenders and um, James Harden, Tyrese, and I guess Tobias, he's, he's mediocre, but against a really good team yeah he's food too and it's just like i don't i don't know how they keep an i don't know how they keep the right blend to get through the east and then to win the championship unless joel and b just gets on his dark shit which i actually think it might be in him i think he has it in him i just don't know to ask him to be on his dark shit and be the anchor defensively with the team he got i just can't see it um I wouldn't be shocked if they lost in the first round. I wouldn't be shocked if they got out there. Yeah, I'd be shocked. Okay, I'd be shocked if they lost in the first round. You're you're kind of. I'd be shocked if they lost in the first round. I would. Philly, yeah, I would. Ain't they the four seed when they play the Knicks? Yeah, I'd be shocked if the Knicks beat them. Yes, I'd be shocked if the Knicks beat them. I would think Philly in that series, and I'd be Knicks would be the underdogs. The Knicks are good, but they're not like. Come on, you you. <laughs> Okay, maybe I'm just bugging. I would be shocked if that happened. I don't, I, look, and this is not Jalen Brunson gas. Fucking Knicks are a top 10 defense and a top 10 offense. At some point, we just got to accept, like, dog, this is a good team, man. You put Jalen Brunson against fucking drop coverage, we know what's coming. He's going to, the shit's going to get posted. The highlights are going to get posted. The stat line, stat muse shit is going to get posted. They are the Philly cannot play a switching defense. That ain't they ministry. 
and it's just going to get ugly. And I think they could beat them. I wouldn't bet money on it, but I think they could beat them, bro. I do. I really do. But if they keep – if they – I think the Knicks could beat them, but they would beat every other team outside those top two. But I think the Knicks could give them a run for their money. I do. But I, I will say this, just speaking as far as, like, the whole entire NBA, I think it's the Bucks, I think it's the Celtics, and I think it's a fucking sizable gap between the rest of the teams in the league as far as winning a championship. I think those two teams have the right mix of depth, defense, offense, having a guy who can be the best player in a series no matter who they play. I, I, I just... Man, I think it's going to – if the Bucks and the uh, Celtics play in the East Conference Finals, I think that's the NBA Finals. But that's just my two cents. Well, I agree with you, so yeah. All right. So, do you have anything else you wanted to add before we wrap it up? Any no, predictions? Sir. Anything to get off your chest? No, sir. All right. So – Thank y'all for listening to this. I will post this probably tomorrow because our game is until tomorrow, maybe late tonight. We shall see. SJ get some rest. We will holler at y'all next week. Um, I'm superstitious, so I'm not going to say go Mavs. Uh, we just mid, and we need to accept it. Let's go. Bye. <laughs>